There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Right quick, the, that preacher's son drove me to the doctor a couple of times over here back when it was real cold. He didn't get straightened out till he was 60 years old. His dad is 84. And uh, he said to me, he said, Brother Mitchell, said, I just never could understand sanctification. He said, I've been to the altar a lot of times, tried to get sanctified. He said, I never could get what they say I'm supposed to have. And I kind of explained it to him. He said, oh, I see that now. I understand that now. He said, they really don't have what they say they have, do they? I said, no, they don't have what they say they have. They think they've got it, but they don't have it. You know, they, they're as mean as you are if you make them mad a little bit. They, they still got an old nature too. Amen. So much for that. <laughs> okay. Happy the people enjoy giving. I got to preach on this giving here. Acts 20, 35. More blessed to give than it is to receive. Happy, blessed is the person. That enjoys giving. Now you can't hardly get a fellow's money. I tell you. Get him, he gives himself. Amen. Hardest thing the Lord has to get from us. Is our pocketbook. You know we'll give up cigarettes. And chewing tobacco snuff. And everything else. But not hardly give up our pocketbook. Oh Lord help us. May God help us to see. That God loves a cheerful giver. Somebody said. Well, Don't you think God loves everybody? Sure he loves everybody generally. But he loves a, uh, uh, he loves a cheerful giver. Particularly. There's a special love for a cheerful giver. You ever been in a service where they give cheerfully? I was in one one time after all these years. I was in one and they give cheerfully. They started shouting all over the building while they were giving. And a preacher told them the night before the missionary's van had tore up. He's having to ride a bicycle in some foreign country. And we was in a little camp meeting. And he announced one night, said, I'm going to take up $5,000 in the morning to get this missionary a van, a van to drive. And I told him, I said, if you can get $5,000 out of this little crowd, you can work miracles. He told him to pray about it. So I guess they prayed about it through the night. Next morning, he stepped down by the communion table. He said, okay, start coming up here and laying your money down. We've got to have $5,000. About that time, there's an old lady, about 90, she stood up, she said, preacher. She said, I've been praying through the night. She said, I've been saving $2 bills for years. She told how long. And she said, the Lord told me to give my $2 bills to that missionary to get him a van. She started walking down the aisle. Before she got down there, she got shouting. And the fellow turned around to me and said, she's a preaching to me. He took his wallet out and took all of his money out. And they started giving cheerfully. And they got shouting all over that building. I said, this is what you call giving cheerfully. Giving cheerfully. You'd be surprised the Baptist people. They'll twist up a $1 bill till you'll think it's a 20. Hardest job in the church now is counting the offering plate. 
Count over. You have to twist them ones to try to get them out. May God help us. Give yourself. Present your body a living sacrifice. Hold yourself unto God. And you, you'll enjoy giving. It won't be a task. How many people have I heard through the years? They say, well, I give this to the church. If you haven't got past that, you don't even know the blessing of giving. You don't give to the church. You give to the Lord. You give the Lord to the channel of the church. When you put money in that plate, you listen, you're not giving to the church. You're not necessarily giving to the evangelist. You're giving to the Lord through that channel, and God can bless you if you do that. We give it to Him, His glory. That's why you need to know what you're giving to. Know them that labor among you. Well, you ought not to let one of these confused charismatics have one nickel of your money. You ought to know they're telling the truth. Know, know what people believe and why they believe what they believe and how they're preaching the word of God. Someone said, well, that's their responsibility. It's your responsibility to find out. It don't bother me for them to call me and say, what do you believe? One fellow wanted to come. I was filling in for a little church and he said, I'm a missionary and said, I want to come and present my work. I said, okay, we might talk about that. And I said, what do you think about salvation? What do you believe on salvation? He started to that ABC one, two, three, prayer to me, and I said, hey, we don't believe that one word of that. Ain't no use you coming here if that's what you believe. I said, we believe in brokenhearted repentance toward God. We believe you must, God must give you faith exercising his son. We believe being made a new creature, not this modern day soul winning stuff. You say, well, don't you believe in soul winning? I do the right kind, but not that kind. I think we'll just go ahead and take a stand about it. Don't you think so? Listen, multiplied thousands are deceived on this little old flimsy Sunday morning stuff that people have been led to in their mental, uh, intellectual decision for Jesus Christ. They know nothing about old time repentance and faith and being regenerated by the power of God. You say, how do you know that? They don't enjoy a good meeting. If you, if you got the power of God inside, you'd enjoy a good meeting when you get there. I think that's right. When the Spirit of God's moving around and flowing around, you're going to feel a few joy bells have once in a while. You might not shout every service. You might not make as much noise as me. But yeah, once in a while, through a good song that glorifies God, a preaching a text, you're going to feel some joy bells have once in a while. If you just sit like a wooden Indian all the time, I don't have any confidence in your religion. I think you'll get stirred up a little bit. Now, everybody's not emotional like me. I understand that. Some people don't get Real vocal in church. I understand. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about enjoying the Lord. Enjoying the Lord's people. I come to church to enjoy the Lord's people. And enjoy the Lord. Enjoy being together. Having fellowship with God. And you can't have fellowship with God if you don't have fellowship with God's people. So if you've got something against somebody in the building, some go to morning bash to get right with God. One fellow said, well, I can't go over that church. He sat on the back seat and said, I see the back of that fellow's head up there, and I remember what he's done. See the back of this fellow's head. I said, I'll tell you how to cure that. Get on the front seat. Amen. Quit looking at the back of people's head. The Lord didn't send me down here to look around and see what all I could find fault with and see what all I could see wrong. Now, there's enough wrong. I'll have to see enough wrong without looking for it. But when I get together with the Lord, people, like it is right here tonight, as far as I know, there's nothing wrong with you. Of course, you know. I don't know. We've all got a whole lot to repent of. It amazes me how much we can go to church and not repent. We act like we don't have anything to repent of. But, you know, us Bible believers know better than that, don't we? 
Blessing. Happy is the man that's uh, obedient. You know, blessed is the man that doeth this. Isaiah 56. That doeth what? Well, you can find that in James 1. 22. Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. If any man be hear the word only, he said the man behold his natural face in the glass. He sees himself, turns and goes his way, straightway forgets what manner man he was. That's why we put pressure on people when we preach to them because the word of God is like a mirror, like a looking glass. You find out more what you need while the preaching's going on. Whoever looks in the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgiver here, but a doer of the work. This man's blessed in his deed. Right, See, some people hear it, turn, and go their way. And straightway forget what manner man he was. He forgets what he looked like when he was here preaching. See, if you come in here and the word of God comes to you, shows you your problem, if you don't obey right now and repent, you turn, go outside, and the first thing you know, you get out there talking about something else and you forget what you look like while the Word of God's coming to you. Amen. That's why we press the point right then on saint and sinner. We press the point right then when you need to repent. Right then when you need to come and take your place before God. You know, you, you say, well, how can I obey? Well, as I said, you can obey in walking. This I say, walk in the Spirit. You shall not fulfill us the flesh. If you're not walking in the Spirit, you'll repent of it and start walking in the Spirit. If you walk in spirit, you shall not fulfill us the flesh. Then you ought to realize we're created in Christ under good works. Start working right. You're not saved by works, but you're not saved without works either. Is it Titus 3 and verse 8? This is a faithful saying, These things I will that thou affirm confidently, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. For these things are good and proper unto men. They don't help save you, but they might help somebody else to see the need of getting saved. They're proper unto men. So God wants us to be good workers and good walkers. And, and by worshiping, we can do the will of God by worshiping. Worship is adoration. You can go to church and not worship. Worship is adoring Him. He's the center of attraction. You know, there's not much to any of us. Everything's His. Everything, all your worship should be to Him. We esteem our brother more highly than self and all, we acknowledge all that and everything I know what the Bible said about that. But we worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Your spirit must be involved in worship. If your spirit's not involved, you didn't worship. You worship according to the Bible and you worship your spirit gets involved. Your spirit's the only thing to connect you with God. God. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach 
the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing For the prodigal child has come home And the saints all with gladness are singing